Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Don't, don't wear Viking gear to the game. Don't, 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 don't tempt the gods, please. Don't, don't do it. I have friends who come in from New York all the time, Giants fans. I'm always like, listen, don't wear your Eli Manning jersey if you come into the link. You know, especially don't stroll around the parking lot. I mean, once you get into the stadium, fine, I get it. You can take off your jacket and, and wear your jersey, but... You can't stroll around the Link parking lot with your Terrell Owens jersey. In a, you know, you remember when T.O. came back here, they tore the jerseys off people and lit them on fire in a big bonfire in the parking lot? Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? <laughs> John Barchard in again for the uh, midday show for Joe DeCamera. John Ritchie hanging out as usual. James Seltzer behind the glass. And ladies and gentlemen, it is no surprise as it is Wednesday. It's the middle of the week and the Eagles are still underdogs. Oh, my God. Superstar, what's going on, man? We're ready for the game. All I can tell you is (laughs) we don't set the odds. Your team doesn't look very good. So Vegas sets the odds. You're underdogs. Sorry. That's why they're all wearing dog masks, by the way. Now, yeah. That's the new thing, that they're all going to be, all the fans are going to be wearing Nick dog Foles masks. Nick Foles is playing quarterback for you. That's, so you're underdog. That's not our fault. All I can say is, if you want to, I'll tell you what, you guys take the advantage. We'll be the underdogs however you want it. We'll fly under the radar. Right. It's all. We'll take it. It's all very much irrelevant. The yeah. game will be played. Yeah. Both teams are fairly similar, historically <laughs> and this season, right? They're both very similar. Very. Um, did you have any uh, any experiences as a player back in the day, old veteran stadium? You know, what are what are some of your Philadelphia memories? Well, I remember one time uh, it being really super cold there, a terrible field, but, uh, you know, you, you do the best. I, I flew in there with the St. Louis Cardinals. I did say that. St. Louis Cardinals. That not dates, that Arizona, dates not, not Arizona Cardinals, okay? Roy that, Green. that dates the superstar yeah. Mike Morris. With Neil Lomax. Neil Lomax, yeah. Wow. Roy Green, Jay Novacek before he ever played for the Cowboys. And, of course, Livonia Stump Mitchell from the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> we all rolled in there. We whipped him, too. And the uh, reason I might bring that one up is because I was a rookie in the league and I was long snapping and I had Reggie White over the top of me. And... Uh, Monday morning, we'd won the game. They played it over and over again, back and forth. Me putting him on his ass. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. So there you go. I did, too. Wow. I, did. I did. A Hall of Famer, one of the greats of all time. Yes, he was. And I'll, I'll tell you. Did you trash talk him? No. No, he didn't want to do that. He'd get up and... you help him up and say, sorry, sir. Yeah, he'd just say, sorry about tripping you upside down <laughs> on your head. It was pretty funny, though. But anyway, it was a, it was a good time. And, and you know what? We've always... Any team I ever played on or... Four, rather, uh, beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So you, Every did, time. You, you never lost to the Eagles? I can't remember a time I lost to the Eagles. 
Yeah, because I the, really can't. Because the the Vikings, the, we play, don't play the, that often. the playoff losses yeah. were in the early '80s, and then again in 2004 and '8, and so you would have missed that I, window. I missed that for window sure. in, the, in the '90s. Yeah, and you you must have gone there a few times as a Viking through the years, right? I can't remember. I had can't to be recall. at least a couple times. I don't. I don't know. Divi- you probably, I'm sure you conference. probably did at least a couple times. We've said we were going to keep the phone lines open for both Viking. We want to know if you're a Vikings fan, how confident or not are you going into this game? You know, I think there's just it, people are excited. One caller said, "I am." The, how did he put it again? He said, "I am." Oh, I've got it written down here. I'm hopeful, but I'm not confident. I think that speaks for every Vikings fan, like hopeful but not super confident. And then if you're an Eagles fan and you're listening because WIP or the fanatic told you to scout us and infiltrate us, <laughs> hey, six five one six four six eight two five five. The superstar is the ultimate trash talker, so he's oh, in yeah. here now too. Trust me. Yeah, trust well, me. Let's go to Philadelphia now. Scott is an Eagles fan. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, what's going on? What's up? What's up, dude? Let's let let let's cut let's cut to the crap real quick. Those stations aren't telling us to call in. I'm listening because I'm curious to see what's going on. But you guys keep talking about stereotypes. You guys are the ones bringing the stereotypes. Besides the the two or three callers who are calling in. <laughs> enough of the snowball crap. Enough of the batteries crap. Let's go play a good game on Sunday, and we're gonna whoop some Vikings butt. It's going to be a hell of a game though. And I hope I think we can all agree on that. I have a genuine question for you, Scott. Where yeah. does as an Eagles fan, where does your over the top confidence come from? That's how I was raised. <laughs> that's how I was raised. I'll be honest, that's how I was raised, but I mean, that's how any fan base should be. When you were Am being right? raised, when you're all when you were being raised up, being reared up, <laughs> tell me this. You ever have your ass cooled with a folding chair? I don't know what the hell that means. No, you wouldn't, because you're not a tough guy. Neither is your team. You wouldn't <laughs> no, get it. You I'm wouldn't a tough get guy. it. I'm uh. a tough guy. I'm not. Are you? I'm not, I'm not How tough to, are I'm you? Not one, I'm not one to beat asses in the in the in the in the parking lot. But for you not, not to call me a tough guy, you're not. I'll whoop your ass. You're not. Well, come on in here. I'll, I'll meet you right. in the parking lot right here. I'll drop. <laughs> right. I'll drop Just, you like a three foot putt. Your teeth will look like a three four defense. <laughs> Just like Reggie did you back in the day. Right, 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 right. His arms, <laughs> he had arms like buggy whips. <laughs> hey, no, in all, in all seriousness, have a, it's going to be a It'll be a good game. game. It'll be a great game. I'm not kidding. Uh, it's it's going to be an, an I, unbelievable football game. I don't think they'll cover. I don't think they'll cover. It'll be, uh, is that three and a half now or three? Uh, th- well, it was three, three this morning. Three last night, three this morning. It depends on the sports book, but I think I think three is the number we're seeing, Scott. Snowing a push. Push. Push or Eagles cover? Yeah, I don't know. And it's, and it, and it's, it's going to come down to Nelson. It's going to come down to Nelson Aguilar. Can he catch the ball? Can Nick get him the ball? Uh, Foles has had his had his moments. I'll say that much. I mean, he's he's thrown the football when he gets hot. He's red no. hot. I, I'm telling you, he has. Has he not played in the Pro Bowl once? Well, he, 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 he was all in it, right? Hey, hold on, Scott. Thank you for calling hey, in, dude. We one, pre- one more point. One more one more quick point. Yeah. Stop bringing up the WNBA. We don't. Keep it to the four major champ- four major sports. That's it. You don't have a team that's got a championship, including your WNBA team. So there, yeah, you, you, you can guys, go you now. Talked, you guys talked about the Twins. They haven't won since '91. That's almost 20 years. Yeah, but like Get over the it. Phillies won a championship 10 years ago, and then you got to go back to when people were like, or early like 1980s, 83 for the Sixers. You, so you both guys, both guys, franchises are, are very futile. You guys are feeding into all the Philly callers that are calling. You're, oh, well, we have W. No one cares about any championships 10-plus 10, 10 years ago. Live in the moment. This is our year or it's going to be your year. 
or the or the Patriots here is probably more likely for both. Thanks, Scott, Thank in Philadelphia. You, Scott. Oh, Did Scott man. say '91 was almost 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah, he lost He's track. A... <laughs> I just check it. Scott was a well-meaning, nice Pretty guy. Close. Hey, I was for taught to be bravado. I taught to be for sure myself, not to do math. Okay, all right, when, hey. when I asked, hey, as a, as an Eagles fan, be honest, dude. Where does your confidence in bravado come from? And there was a Grand Canyon pause, like. That's how, I was, that's how I was raised. That's how I was raised. Hey, it beat Mike's call, okay? Because Mike was just a complete moron. At least, at least Scott thought about what he was going to say. He just started chanting eagles oh. like Mike Tice. Yeah. <laughs> Which does not mean he could spell. He was just taught that. Yeah, exactly. Best he could. Exactly. He did a nice job. Do you think he, he could. could write it out or he can just say it? I, I don't know if he could write. That'd be I don't, a push. That'd be a, that'd be. I don't think he could write it. Rather. No, I think he mad. can say it. I think he was taught how to say yeah. it. I don't think he could write it. Starts your to your question about Foles. I think he made that Pro Bowl, but so that was like four or five years ago. Year, but I mean, he was an alternate. But, but he had twenty-seven touchdowns and two interceptions with the Eagles, and and so then he went away, came back to the Eagles. But what people forget, everyone says, oh, it's a Chip Kelly offense and. Pat Shermer was his offensive coordinator, wow. and he's been pretty much garbage since Pat Shermer and him were no longer working together. Uh, and now Pat Shermer is the common denominator with Case Keenum and then with Sam Bradford. So I, there's some kind of you know Pat Shermer elixir there that that elevates guys like Keenum and Nick Foles when he's w- w- working with them. No question about it. And that that, uh, that is also somewhat of a common denominator for what, it, what will be our game plan because he knows Nick Foles, his tendencies and his strengths and what to shut down. Uh, I'm sure he'll be of great great service to Mike uh, Zimmer and uh, mm-hmm. preparing the defense for just such a, an occasion. The last time that happened was when a head football coach went to Tampa Bay. His name was John Gruden and faced his old team, the Oakland Raiders, in the Super Bowl. And um, he knew how to he knew what to take away from Rich Gannon and what to make him look at and make him think he saw and then throw into it. And it was five interceptions. Yeah. And Rich is Rich. I I mean, he was an incredible quarterback, and in fact, he might have been the MVP of the league the year before that. But it helps to know what the quarterback's doing, and and uh, Pat Shermer would know that. And yeah. Foles and Foles can't move too. I didn't. That's I another. I haven't he, seen very much of Nick Foles. He doesn't move well. I just know that it allowed him the kind of season he had that one season allowed him a pretty big Matt Flynn like paycheck. He went and got paid, and he ended up coming back. But that I mean, he he made a, a nice. Two or three years before he came back, and he was uh, he was underwhelming. I think he actually got benched as the Eagles started the next year, maybe for Mark Sanchez, if I remember right. There was a weird a hodgepodge of quarterbacks. Traded Bradford, well, for Brad- Bradford. Oh, that's right. He, he was, was traded. Uh, he was traded to the Rams for Bradford. That's right. Let's go to uh, David here. You're on the Mackey and Judd show with Superstar. What's up, David? Hey, uh, I actually called in because I had this crazy dream last night. You're asking how we're supposed to be feeling. Uh, I feel kind of. Uh, I don't know how to feel. But uh, I uh, basically, uh, if you want to write it down, uh, I got something for you to write down. Okay. Uh, Vikings are going to start out with a 14-point lead, and uh, I'm I'm looking at the Eagles probably getting nine points, maybe ending the first half with a field goal. So it's 14 to nine. Vikings come out, probably get a field goal, start the second half. I don't know. So now we're looking at 17-9. Then the Eagles have that one drive where they have. I'm I'm I saw all this. <laughs> Uh, they have this one drive. They score that get the really close touchdown. They score the touchdown, get the two point conversion. So now it's seventeen seventeen, and just like my little three year old girl's doing right now, she's uh, waking me up, and I didn't see the ending. So we got seventeen seventeen, and uh, wow. I think it's gonna come down to like a Vikings, 
either it's last second drive or and if if you guys are all going to be pessimistic and I don't I think this is the year. I mean, they're going to get the last of the last second drive, but if it's going to be one of the classic Vikings finishes, they'll turn it over on the last drive, and then they'll get their field goal. Wow. So, so you missed the finish, David? Your kid yeah. woke you up for the finish? Hey, Dakota, say hello. Uh, Hi, Dakota. Hi, Dakota. <laughs> yeah. she, she comes in and wakes me up. I don't see the ending. Oh. Isn't that depressing when, like, you, you want to go back to bed ASAP, but then you don't you don't pick up the dream oh, where yeah. it left off? <laughs> oh, I can't go back to bed once I'm up, man. No way. No. Hey, right. That's a shame. Well, thanks for that's getting good, us to 17 That's a good cliffhanger, David. It's so close. Yeah, that's a home run, though, right, if uh, I get all that right up to the finish. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, if it goes 17-17 and we're looking at a, just getting a turnover and getting the ball, we'll know we'll be able to call you and tell you where. Yeah, exactly. Where, where it went. Well, yeah, Hillary, you got my number, man. Write it down. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, right, David. Man. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, if it's 17-17 with two minutes left on the clock. Ah. If it's 14-0 now, we're, we're going to be like, yeah, this might not hold. That's a, it, it's 14-9 yeah. at halftime, right? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Let's try uh, Ron. You're on the show. How's it going, guys? What's up, dude? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yep, I'm pumped up. I really feel we're going to win the game. I don't say we'll blow them out at all, but, I mean, we have an a offense that can really protect our team and a, and a defense, too. And I've been, you know, I was born in 1960, so I saw our ups and downs. So I really feel they're going to win this game, the Vikings, and we're going to the Super Bowl, and I'm pumped. Woo! Go Vikes! Boom. Ron's Thanks, fired Ron. up. Fired up. Kind of incredible. We faced a Falcon team back in '98 that was 14 and two, much the way the Eagles are now. 13 three, yeah. Were they 13? They were they had a tiebreaker. Yeah. 13 three. That's right. You're yeah. right. Uh, they would and, have been 14 and, and two. They lost if they their quarter. The Falcons. The reason I'm bringing it up is the, the Falcons lost their quarterback before the NFC Championship game, and they had to play most of it with Chris Chandler. I mean, Steve DeBerg, I think, was in part of it. But was he? Chris Chandler was I don't remember. the finisher. Steve yeah, yeah. I just remember Jamal Anderson carrying the ball yeah, like and that's, a thousand times that year. That's kind of where it went. But it's not that this team will lose complete. I mean, they, Nick Foles is pretty comfortable there. And I would say the team is as well around him. I don't think I would really place too much on what, what quarterback they have. Because when, he, when that guy is comfortable and he starts f- feeling his game, which by now he probably is, I mean, he can he can do some damage, but I like our defense that much. Yeah. I, if you're gonna do it, yep. If the Vikings are gonna get to one and do something with it, it's with a team like this, with a defense like this. The only the only thing that would concern me is offensive line wise, they're really pretty good. They're very good. They, they lost uh, Big Peters over on the left side. Yeah. So they got a young guy that's in there right now. So that Everson Griffin could really put some heat on him. But I think they have two, if not three, Pro Bowlers annually. On that offensive line, that still. line's really good. Yeah, it's very good. It's one of the best in football. Uh, let's go to uh, our guy, the dude. What's going on? Uh, hello. Uh, first, you know, taking me a few weeks to swallow my crow, but I did. Congratulations, Judd, <laughs> all the purple fans. I see the uh, the Vikings winning this game, twenty four seventeen. They might have a little a little hiccup once they get to the red zone. They like to run the ball in there, and, and Philadelphia is great at blocking that run. Uh, my one concern, thinking with the coach's mindset, you're trying to find a hole in the Vikings. The, the only thing I can really think of is Trey Wayne's gets really handsy sometimes, and he sometimes forgets to pull his head back to look at the ball, and he's been called before on some deep throws that probably weren't going to get caught anyways, but they get the yardage. So would you agree that that's their biggest hiccup on defense, or do you have something else in mind? 
other than that, thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you guys as well for the personal help and uh, go Vikes. Boom. And uh, your prediction is officially in write that down lore as uh, one of the first uh, listener predictions. What, what do you think about Star the the defense? If you're going to find you one one wrinkle that you might be able to attack. Um. It may be injury-related with uh, Zendejo being dinged, and I don't really know exactly what his status is as of yet. They seem to think that he's doing fairly well. He has been practicing. Uh, actually, right here, Mike Zimmer says Anderson. This is from Courtney Cronin literally a minute ago on Twitter. Uh, Mike Zimmer says Anderson Zendejo is not out of the concussion protocol yet. Expects him to get tested again today. Mm-hmm. Says he's optimistic Zendejo will play on Sunday. Thielen's questionable with a back, by the way. So those are the kinds of things, but the the question was defense, but but th- that certainly plays into an enormous an enormous amount with Thielen. Um, I I would think that maybe uh, Zendejo uh, not being able to play that would certainly uh, not not that we ever were really concerned with Zendejo taking the field. I but I thought he's been a really good player for the last couple of years. I think he's yeah. been very solid, more than just <clears throat> he's above average safety. I think now. Um, and uh, Trey Wayne's absolutely. I guess if there is one one spot that I just do not feel confident about on that defense it might be Trey Wayne's I, he's just not that guy yet I mean we got we got uh a Newman I like I like him as a as a as an insurance policy but I, I think that we're pretty straight across the board we're pretty strong I mean we our numbers show it does Wayne scare you though I because I mean to he me does. see to me he's made to me two years ago I said something seemed wrong here now I think at least I've got confidence that he's he's been coached well enough that he's not going to completely break down a collapse. I, I agree with that. I mean he's gotten much much better, yeah. but I, he still to me is in a big game like this against the better teams. I, I just see him as somewhat of a liability still. However, I, I mean he can play and he can run with anybody, so it's not like I mean people can run past Newman now. They can just run past. They can take the top off Newman. Sure, but they will not do that to Trey Wayne. So. It, I like I like his chances to be in the game and and to play well. Yeah, we're uh, we're previewing the first Vikings NFC Championship game in eight years for the rest of the hour here. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out with us, and we can still mix in your phone calls six five one six four six eight two five five vent line right after the game is over, win or lose on Sunday on this station. Mackie and Judd now continue. We have the goods. On 1500 ESPN. 1500 ESPN, Twin Cities. They got Golic and Wingo, Mackie and Judd. Garage Logic with so Joe Suchery. Mm. A guy's name is Garage Logic, one of the hosts. That's a huge loss. See, we need some dopey name for the show. No, that's that. the guy's name. I know, but uh, you know how they, you know how they do. No, it's it's not actually. That's Suchery. It's not his name. His name is Joe. It's Joe, it's, and the show's name is Garage Logic. It's time for Garage Logic and Suchery. Not, yeah. I mean, it's uh, hey, listen, you know, education is it's a it's a rare commodity in Philadelphia, apparently. Superstar. Anyone have uh, anyone have Logic's number? I have to call him. <laughs> hey, can you, hey, unlisted. Do you have Garage's number? Unlisted. <laughs> huge ego. Won't talk to people. Been a pain in the ass for years. That Logic. Yep. Really can't stand him. Yeah. That garage. That garage guy. Is that yeah. Irish? It's, yeah. Garage. But you just call him Gary. Gary. Gare. Okay. Yeah, Gare. <laughs> garage. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but you know what? Uh, if someone gets a hold of Logic, let me know. <laughs> Man, 651-646-8255. Hey, before we get to we got Roderick, Steve, Harold has been on hold. So of all the, since you've been done playing, let's take the, 
like the Vikings playoff games that you've so the the Seahawks game where Blair Walsh missed it, like the feeling you've had going into playoff games as a, as an observer of Vikings football. Like, what, what's your confidence level in their ability to actually pull it off and win it going into this game compared to that Favre Saints game or uh, or any other games you can think of postseason? Like, are you pretty confident, or what, hey, where do I'm, you stand? I'm, I'm really confident uh, for several reasons, uh, just because of the way we survived. <laughs> I mean, the way we took off and the way we started that Saint game and then, for whatever reason, just did not seem to be playing hard or within ourselves and letting it loose. We flew around that first half. We were flying around. Defensively and offensively. I mean, we were letting it all out. And then we kind of puckered up and tried to be careful about things. And you saw what happened. And then it does. Then if you want the wind to come out of your sail even worse, go ahead and have a blocked punt. You want to talk about taking the wind out of a team? I don't care. Whenever a, a special team play like that happens, a punt return, a kick return, or a blocked punt, uh-uh. And giving the ball back for a second time on a short field to a guy like Drew Brees, uh, I like the fact that we still survived that. We survived it and had enough mental toughness to come back and win that game one way or another. It was the most amazing finish I've ever seen in any game, in any any playoff game, yeah. any team. Um, so I like that propels you. Often when you survive and, and advance and you live to fight another day, it propels you to play better. And and normally for us, me the way the teams I played for, it always helped us go on to win one, and right away we were too good a team to pull what we had done before, and we were on track and ready to go again then, the yeah. next week. Home or away, home or, uh, away we were yeah. ready to go. Yeah, I mean, you could say, well, I'm, man, I'm the, pretty confident. The letdown factor, I don't buy into that. I think there's there's a certain, wow, we're probably never going to play that poorly defensively in the second half again, and right. we still got away with a victory. Clean right. some of that up, and Drew Brees isn't the quarterback the next week. I, exactly. Yep, let's go no, to I really, uh, I really like our chances. Let's go to our guy, Roderick. Uh, Roderick, you're on the show, man. Fire away. Well, first of all, with regards to the Philadelphia fans who are calling in, I won't deign to engage the enfant terribles that they are, which I guess I have to apologize to them because they don't understand a single word I just said. No, they don't. So I apologize for that. Uh, But, Mackie, you actually stole my thunder because I was going to ask all three of you guys uh, to reflect back on your confidence going into 98, going into 2000, going into 2009, and how does that rate against your confidence now? Which Were you more confident with the previous uh, NFC title games versus now, or are you less, or are you more confident now? Ooh. I, 98, I was, I was incredibly uh, confident that we were going to win that game against Atlanta. Yep. I mean, incredibly confident. The way we took off, I mean, it, would, it was almost like this last game that we just played. He just took off, and I think it was twenty to three Ten or something. Or something. Like that. Yeah. But but then they got the late score at the end, which got them back in the game. They really did. But we were flying. It looked like there was no stopping us because that was what we normally did that season. So incredibly confident there. The two thousand game, pretty confident against the New York Giants and Kerry Collins. I was very confident. I wasn't playing anymore, but man, I thought I thought absolutely we're going to go this time. And so incredibly confident. The next one, Brett Favre. And company. I don't. I don't know if there was a single person on either side that didn't think he was going to get it done, including the people in New Orleans. Pretty confident that they weren't going to win that. And we did everything in our power not to. About 20, 30 fumbles and about twenty interceptions, and we still almost pulled it off and, <laughs> yeah. and almost won the game. Uh, the the Seattle Seahawks game. I didn't think we were going to win that game. I just didn't think we were going to win. Period. It surprised me so much to be in the position we we were in in that game at TCF. 
looking at a uh, you know winning field goal. I was amazed by that to think we could get the Seattle Seahawks out of the playoffs, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I, I was one hundred percent confident before the Vikings Falcons game, and that's why. And as a kid, I was a teenager during that game, and so that's why it, it hit you so hard when they didn't. When you guys lost that game, it was like, wait a second, I. What? No, I was 100% sure. Yeah. So because of that, I've been a coin flip sure in every yeah, other game, yeah. basically. I, you know, I'm, I'm 60% sure on this, this is, game. This is simple. 98, without a shadow of a doubt, you're 15-1. and one. That's a high-flying team. Uh, two on, on my list is this team, and three, 2009. Because I told people in November Favre was going to do that. Yeah. I, I, you could see that. Come. Here's the difference between Keenum and Favre. You had to, in 2009, your wagon was attached to Favre. And Brett so. Favre was yeah. going to make you or break you, and you had no, there was no other direction to go. This time, your wagon's attached to defense. You can't have Keenum screw you. Favre had the, Favre had the keys to all of the cars. Favre was driving 100%, and you were in the passenger seat. And if you were about to hit a truck head-on, you were dead. In this case, with Keenum, you've got... The the uh, teacher's assistant wheel and the brakes and you can stop the car. Yeah. So there's a big difference here. You are no longer you are not tied completely to your, your QB. You don't want him to screw you, but your defense is the lead here. That's the lead dog, not Case Keenum. I like that. Uh, like the the driving school analogy. That's there. what That's it is. Good. You do have the emergency brake and the passenger. And with Favre, you are dead. Yep. Hey Harold, yep. you're on the show. Yeah, I'd just like to say something there to Mike that. You got to remember that logic and common sense have have had unlisted numbers now for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have a show together. Garage, yeah. Old garage logic and common sense. They do a show together. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. Unlisted. Good tandem. <laughs> so I was gonna. The big thing I was looking at last week I, was that I thought in the second half the Vikings kind of went to a prevent defense. They, I thought so too. And that Breeze was kind of picking him apart. And then there was one play, I think it was after the Sundale hit, when the, I think uh, maybe their slot guy just, he just literally outran Terrence Newman off the line and had a nice catch across the middle. Well, somebody ran right across the middle and got a touchdown on on Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he took it across all the way across the, the middle of the field. Did, right? Yeah, Br- I think Breeze, it was Thomas, yeah. Breeze, the genius of Drew Breeze is Breeze saw how out of sorts Xavier Rhodes was after the Sandejo yeah, hit. Yeah. Sandejo was out, and, and and Xavier Rhodes was apoplectic, and Drew Breeze noticed that went at him at least once. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing yeah. is, you know, the That's second right. half prevent defense. Tell me if you agree on this, Star. When you're facing one of the greatest quarterbacks and the most accurate passer of all time, those guys like the the Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning types, they love when you send extra defenders oh, at yeah. them because now they know that Ball's I can get the ball out before I get hit and Ball's there's out. openings to throw the ball. So if you can't get pressure with your front four against guys like Brees, you're in a tough spot because if you start to send extra defenders wide open and they see it, so you're yeah you're you're kind kind of caught in that gray area defensively in the second half. You know they should have played better, but it kind of explains why they didn't maybe do more to be aggressive. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I'm not, I'm not saying they were going to prevent. <clears throat> I'm sure that Mike Zimmer did not put them in a prevent defense, but what we were looking at was a looseness that they were playing. Uh, that allowed Drew Brees to kind of start finding his rhythm and to find some receivers wide open and to send uh, uh, Thomas across the middle of the field, all the way across. He drug all the way across the field and just got behind Xavier Rhodes, and they were in man, obviously. 
uh, otherwise zone would have caught up to it at the other side. But mm-hmm. uh, it is just a walk-in touchdown. They got cautious. Uh, yeah, they, that, that, cautious that wasn't a, that wasn't it. a prevent. They got they they basically were up by seventeen points at halftime, and yeah. I think they said we're playing Drew Brees here, boys. Yeah, and but the one the biggest downfall I thought was when when Sandejo got hurt and Rhodes flipped out. That can't happen. It can't. I mean, that it can't. can't. You're right. you, you can't have. He's too good to do that because he did that, and he was all out of sorts for at least two series. That's the one thing he's got to calm himself down there. I agree. I mean, you I might agree. be upset, and I get it, and your friends hurt, but you are you, happens all the time. Your success is imperative to to this team advancing. You can't melt down. You can't. And he's got a little temper. He's got a big temper. He's got some poutiness about him, <clears throat> and it, it happens when he makes a bad play. He needs to go on the sidelines and, and sulk for a while, let everyone think that it was an injury, and then he's back. He does that a lot. I mean, he gets hurt once. A, he does, does get happen? hurt every game. Yeah, he, he gets, gets hurt, hurt about once a game, and and yes, he does. He always, you know, he's limping or really in some sort of pain or writhing on the on the turf, and then he gets up and he comes back in like there was nothing. Like two happened. plays later, two it plays is later. it is weird. Yeah, yeah. he's but he's you one need of those to, guys. But you need to keep yourself calm there. You have to, and it's too you bad he to. got hurt. But you need to just take a breath. Yeah, Steve and Joe, we can take thoughts from you. Dave, you got some questions you want to throw at us when we come back here too? Oh, there'll probably be something related to a football game coming up. Football this weekend. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I am a fan. I can look at them all day long and. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, we got superstar Mike Morris in here. We've got Judd Zolgad, Dave Harrigan. Uh, we'll get to some questions from Dave here in just a second. But we've, hey, we've thrown out the numbers, not only for Vikings fans to call in, but... If you're an Eagles fan and you want to call in and offer thoughts or trash or whatever it is, 651-646-8255. Tyreek in Philly, fire away, dude. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's happening, Tyreek? Yeah, I'm just I'm just calling, you know, because I got a lot of you, a lot of you know people from Minnesota calling in the Philly station. So I figured let me let me call, you know, and you know show you know show some love to you guys. But you know, basically. I feel like, it, you know, I'm not going to talk too much trash. You know, I'm, I'm definitely confident we're going to win, but, I, you know, I can, you know, I'm able to hold a decent conversation. So, you know, we're, we're, I feel like we're going to win. Defenses are, you know, similar. You know, y'all, you know, Minnesota has a number one overall defense. But I think where we, you know, have the advantage is if we force you guys to kind of chase the game, our defense can force you guys to be one-dimensional, and that's where I feel like our team would have the advantage. You have, you know, you have some good receivers. But quarterbacks is a mirror image. Teams are basically mirror images, basically, at this particular point. So, so it's going to be a defensive game. I see us winning, you know, 2014-ish, something, something like that. But I don't see you guys being able to establish a run game. I see us taking an early lead, and I see us making you guys chase the game. And that's where, you know, gunslinging Keenum loses for you. I think it's my thought. Yeah, I, I mean, I th- I'm along with you. As long as you have like a hero that you've auditioned out of a bar somewhere in Philadelphia, like Vince Papali, <laughs> I think you've got a chance to win it. If you I have like a bunch of guys that. like Vince Papali, we need no mystical. We need no mystical figures to help <laughs> win this game. Um, like I say, at the end of the day, 
two good teams. I just feel like oh, you know y'all man. got a good y'all, y'all got a good story <laughs> going on. Our story is, a, is much better though. Tyreek, <laughs> I think I think the Vikings might wind up being the Ivan Drago to your Apollo Creed if I could make a Rocky <laughs> reference. I hear that, and Rocky is so overblown. I'm from Philly, and I'm tired of them saying Rocky. Rocky, that's a movie. It's not an indication of Philly at all. And you know, you got some of our people planning that the whole underdog thing. But I, I wish they would stop talking about Rocky, and I wish they would stop talking about Santa Claus as it applies to Philadelphia. The Santa Claus thing's gotten old. Someone brought up. You're right. Someone brought it up that if 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 Sylvester Stallone's going to be out there for the pregame, then we should counter with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> oh, Jesse wow. Ventura, the exactly. wow. That'll work, you know. That that'll work. I guess that's along you know along the same equal playing lines. But I, you know, these at least he's from Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. yeah, exactly. Good, good point. And he's not good fictional, point. despite the fact <laughs> he seems yeah. like he's fictional. Tyreek, thanks, dude. Appreciate your uh, thoughts for calling in call. from Philadelphia. He's right, actually. I mean, almost everything he said is pretty close. Yeah, I think the pretty key, close. I think the Keenum Foles comparison is a little bit bit of a stretch. I have more faith in Keenum now I do, than I Foles. Too. I do too. But yeah, but and by the way. The Santa Claus thing is really old and it's boring. It's from like 1960 something. Okay, if you if you want to know the mentality of Eagles fans, my favorite story is when Michael Irvin at the vet got hurt and he was lying on the ground and they thought he might be paralyzed and he couldn't move and the fans cheered. That's Philadelphia fans. Yeah, I remember that kind of stuff. The Santa Definitely. Claus thing. I'm they're, like, yeah, they're, they're rough. They're a rough crowd. By the way, was his name Tyreek? Mm-hmm. When I mentioned Vince Papali. <laughs> Awesome. He said, "We don't need any mystical characters tonight." <laughs> Vince Papali was, in fact, a player on the Philadelphia Eagle team that made it that way. He sounded like a younger fan, though. I don't think he knows. Yeah, younger I, fan. But, but the movie would suggest, if you watch the movie, that it was an actual player on your team because it was. I think he just assumed that he was really good at magic tricks. He was a good football player. Papali was, and he could do a, you know card tricks and whatnot. <laughs> Mystical, magical. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm, yep. Yeah. We're a puff of smoke out yep. of his right hand. <laughs> Whoa, where'd hey, I go? Hey, got a cheese stick. Whoa, where'd it go? <laughs> you're, and you're confusing it with the long snapper who does magic shows in in uh, Vegas during the offseason. Their long snapper does do that. He does. Magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Funny that we would talk about. Okay, go ahead. You wish you could do magic tricks, then you would have had, uh, you know, even that much more notoriety as a long snapper. Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us? <laughs> he had a magic trick in 98, how to turn a win into a loss like that. Wow. I snap. Thanks, it's van- It vanished. <laughs> the win vanished. Uh, let's say that the NFL did what the NHL does, and after the game, awards three stars. Imagine what's going to happen Sunday, boys. Vikings, Eagles, who are going to be the three stars of the game. Judd, you want to take a shot at this? Oh, sure, I will. The uh, the three stars of the game will be your third star will be Stefan Diggs. Your second star will be Case Keenum, since I'm predicting a Vikings win. And your first star of the game will be Anthony Barr. Wow. Okay. I'm putting Anthony Barr on a fairly big day. I think he helped shut down Ertz, might, might pick off a pass. So I'm going to go defense for the Vikings, and I'm going to give the Vikings, being a complete homer, a clean sweep of the three stars. I think your number three star is going to be Linval Joseph uh, eating in the middle of that Vikings defense. I think your number two star is Harrison Smith, who forces some kind of a fumble or an interception or gets a big sack or some some sort of big defensive day or play. And I think your number one star again is going to be Stephon Diggs. I think if Adam Thielen is going to be questionable with a back, Diggs becomes your 
your most formidable weapon offensively, and maybe he doesn't do quite what he did against the Saints at the end, but but he'll be your biggest star offensively. Those are good. Those are good, pretty good lists. I, I I agree with a lot of that. I think that the, the quarterback has to be one of the stars no matter what in a game like this. I think he has to be. If you're going to win this, it'll have to be because he did more things right than wrong. And to get a ball even to Diggs the way he did last week, that makes him a star in my books too. Um, but I, I, I think this Stephon Diggs is on a different plane right now. He's definitely riding high. So I will include him on that, and I will include Case Keenum. Uh the dy- dynamic duo, and I definitely think a defensive player will will shine, and uh, the best players on the team will shine in the biggest moments. So, and I'm I'm along with you on on Harrison Smith. I think he's abs or, or Anthony Barr, but I think Harrison Smith is is due for one. This feels like a Harrison Smith game, it does. right? Philadelphia it does. outside. Maybe uh, maybe it rains. You got kind of a grinded out potential low scoring game. It just it feels like a Harrison Smith type of a game. Perfect for him. And the and the best players love the pressure. They love the the lights on in the in the stadium and call it an NFC championship game and, and bring it on. So I, I say it's him. So it's a Vikings victory then. Let's fast forward a couple weeks. What will the line of the Super Bowl game be, whether it's the Pats or Jags, if you're setting the line? <laughs> and let's say Brady's fine. You know, I actually trust the uh, some of the early odds coming from some of these websites. I think it'd be Vikings, Vikings by like some a little less than a touchdown against the Jags. I think they'd be favored by maybe five points over the Jags, and then the Patriots, a field goal, maybe like four or five points between like three and five point favorites over over the Vikings. I'll call it like three three and a half over the Vikings. That's uh, that's my guess. That's not too far off. I mean, when you look at all the uh, historically. The New England Patriots, in all of the seven that I that this this bunch has played in, or at least let's just call it the Belichick era yeah. with Brady. That's amazing. Seven. This would be eight for them. Eight. That's that's ridiculous. <clears throat> they have not blown away anybody. Yeah. They've been very lucky to win the five that they won, and two they were beaten. So even in the biggest moment, it's not like the Patriots have ever run off like uh, with with the Super Bowl win and uh, taking the trophy before the game started. Yeah, I mean the 49ers had a great dynasty, kind of a comparable dynasty, and they mopped, absolutely mopped. destroyed a couple teams. The fifty five ten Broncos. Uh, yeah, and for the sure. They beat game. up on the Chargers. Yeah, ninety four. Stan yeah. Humphreys uh, quarterbacking the Chargers. I, I I see the defense really making making a big difference uh, in in Tom Brady and that team. I don't really see an awful lot of defense on their side of the ball. On uh, the Patriots, but you know it's funny. It's sneaky though because even though they, I think they lost, they lost uh, a key linebacker a few weeks ago, but they've they were horrible the first month on defense. But they've they've allowed like fifteen or sixteen points per game the last three months. Now they get to play the Dolphins and the Jets and the you know they get to play some pretty bad opponents. Yeah, they do. Uh, but they oh they played the Steelers, so it's it's fine. It's a good defense. Chiefs beat the hell out of them. Chiefs. Well, that was so long that was the ago first now. game though. Yeah. And. Uh, if, if the Vikings play the Jaguars, the Vikings will open minus uh, three, and if it's the Vikings Patriots, the Pats will open minus three. So I'm pu- I'm putting it on the exact same. Only di- difference is the Vikings get favored against Jacksonville, and the Patriots get favored against the Vikings. Right on. Let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do a, you got a third question you want to throw at us? Well, I could do a third. Let's sure, do a third question. It's going to be negative though if you guys are willing to go down that road. Let's actually let's do it when we come back. Okay. All right, Dave, with a negative question when we come back. And we'll wrap up uh, Vikings-Eagles NFC Championship game discussion. Superstar Mike Morris hanging out. It's Mackie and Judd. 
Jackie and Judd now continue. It's that time again. On 1500 ESPN. My advice is don't, don't wear Vikings gear to the game. Just don't, 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 don't tempt the gods, please. Don't, don't do it. I have friends who come in from New York all the time, Giants fans. And I'm always like, listen, don't wear your Eli Manning jersey if you're coming to the link. You know, especially don't stroll around the parking lot. I mean, once you get into the stadium, fine, you get it. You can take off your jacket and, and wear your jersey. But you can't stroll around the link parking lot with your Terrell Owens jersey. In a, you know, you remember when T.O. came back here, they tore the jerseys off people and lit them on fire in a big bonfire in the parking lot? Sal Palantonio <laughs> warning Vikings fans. We got Superstar in here. Uh, Dave, third question. Fire away. Let's do it. We know a lot of pain in this town when it comes to Vikings big games. 98, the Vikings blew it. 41, don't it? Ah, Giants beat them. Now fast forward to Brett Favre. Vikings blew it. Yep. Seattle Seahawks, Blair Walsh. Vikings blew it. Boys, if it should come to pass, let's just say this is a hypothetical. This is a, a hypothetical. hypothetical. <laughs> if the Eagles win on Sunday, are we going to arrive here Monday morning saying the Eagles beat them or the Vikings blew it? I think if they, if we go down that hypothetical path, the Vikings blew it. And I think we will be having long discussions about who's going to be the starting quarterback on opening day next season without any guarantee that we agree that it should be Case Keenum. I think if uh, your scenario plays out, they're going to blow the game and Keenum's going to throw a pick or two that's going to be absolutely absurd. You're going to give them short fields against the defense and the Vikings will will lose and we're going to go into the whole conversation about do you really want to give Case Keenum a long-term contract or or franchise him at 20-plus million dollars? I would be shocked if Nick Foles just flat-out beat your defense without you doing something to fire bullets into your own feet. So I think it would have to be Vikings either... You know, interceptions or fumbles or kind of like that 0-9 game. And I know it's a road game, so it's 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 a tough atmosphere, but I just don't think Nick Foles is going to drop back and dissect you. I don't think they're just going to run it down your throats for three hours. Yeah, It's going to have to be like in Carolina. You gave up a couple dumb 60-yard big plays and had some dumb 15-yard penalties like that. They didn't, the Carolina didn't take it from the Vikings. The Vikings did uncharacteristic things. Like That's the formula in this game on Sunday, too. Both teams survived their uh, divisional playoff round to be where they're at in the NFC championship game. Uh, they're both pretty well coached. They're, they're, they're both talented. Uh, they have, they're a mirror image. They really are in many ways, many ways. Uh, and it will be played tough between the hashes. It'll be played right down to the, right down to the fourth quarter. I'm sure of it. And if there's going to be a bad turn, it's going to be four bath. It's going to be four bath. I mm. guarantee it. And I'm just saying, mm. I, I loved the way the guy kicked last last weekend. He not only kicked those two 49s, he, made, he missed a 49 badly, but he came back and made two solid 49s and a, an unbelievable 53 that would have been good at 60. And I mean, <clears throat> the ball didn't dance, it didn't squirm, it went straight down the pike end over end. And at the time of that kick, there was a minute and a half to go. It might as well have been, like in his mind, it might as well have been for for the win, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to make absolutely. this kick all the chips around the table, and he knocked it home straight down the middle. And I'm I'm telling you, I, I just I I worry until the last game with him. Uh, that's the one that's the one thing that can go wrong that I think is visibly noticeable for me. I mean, I, he corrected it. He's done that before in the past where he's gone for a stint or two 
couple of games where he was kicking the ball well, and then all of a sudden an extra point. Yeah. Well, what still, sudden, what but, still but, concerns you then? Uh, after the what you pressure, saw the big pressure moment. Uh, although he did so well, does he have that in him again? Does he keep re, you know reloading the cannon with good kicks and pressure kicks? Does the field concern you at all? No, because you're not on turf now. You're on torn up natural grass. Is it really? It's yeah. grass. Oh, it's it's, gra- it's, it's, it's it's like painted on uh, yeah. dirt, basically. Yeah. I don't know that. They've had some bad field conditions throughout the years. Not every week, but it can definitely happen where guys are slipping on that turf. Yeah. I would say Forbath even more so then. Because, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, that, that's terrible for a kicker to yeah. have to step in and have his plant foot slip. I mean, I, I just see that. I, I see Keenum. He's he's proved himself over and over and over again to be tough enough to get the team out in front, to have the bad interception, to come back and, and have the heroics. Uh, there at the end of the game and not pout or go over and, and just sulk the rest of the game. He had a chance to, to fold up, and he didn't do it. And yeah. he's been like that all year. So, you're, I mean, your official prediction, Vikings win, right? Vikings that win. Your, that's your Vikings official prediction? Vikings win, but, but so, speaking uh, in the terms that we are, being skeptical, that is, uh, if it goes wrong, if it goes the wrong direction, we'll be looking for a new kicker. Yeah. Mm, okay. Man. Well, Fair enough. Vent line was, we went for almost two hours before we took a commercial break last week. We yep. just ran them. Win or lose, this is going to be must listen to after the game on fifteen hundred ESPN for Ventline. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be it's going it'll to be, be fun. fun. It's going to be great. And I, I think we're going to come away with a win too. I really do. I believe that. If they win the game and it's the biggest celebration in forty years in this town because they made it back to the Super Bowl, you and I have kind of vowed throughout this hour off the air. We'll take your calls until until after midnight if we'll you guys want to show. call for we'll three start hours. We'll start the show with you and Judd the next day. Pretty much. We'll start the show. Just don't, <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep the microphone hot. Just don't tip cars or burn them, boys. Okay. Well, we won't. We'll be in studio. I mean, unless you like could do a remote broadcast where you're out just tip, tipping cars over and lighting them on fire. Just you light never the know. studio on fire. We'll do that. We'll light the studio on <laughs> hey. fire. Exactly. Superstar <laughs> Mike Morris, Mackie, Ventline on Sunday. We'll see what happens, but uh, find Mike's. all of our on-demand stuff on the Mackie and Judge show page if you missed anything this week. Trash talk, guests, everything.